Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Always a blessing and a privilege to be with you on Mondays and Tuesdays during the week uh, as we start another work week. And it's the 13th of February. We're almost halfway through February. It's gone quickly, but I pray that you're well, and I pray that you would consider calling in at the number that was just given to you. Calvary Live, of course, is the program where you get to call in and speak to somebody live. And today it's me and that number, 303-690-3000. You can ask your questions about the Bible or Christian living or what's our worldview on the things that we see around us. Uh, There's a lot of things going on, isn't there? And uh, so we just want to have that discussion about the things of the Lord. How do you and I react uh, to uh, things, um, and how do we respond to those things going on around us? How can we minister to others better? And we're also here to pray for you as well. So if you've got any prayer needs, give us a call. Uh, at 303-690-3000. I'm in studio at the Grace FM Radio Network. Such a blessing to be with you here uh, in Colorado. And I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners listening live again on this Monday afternoon. Pray you're well. Give me a call. I'll open lines right now. As soon as the phones start to ring, we'll go to the phone lines. And uh, and uh, you, this show goes by quickly, the hour. So grab one of those open lines while you can. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. There's another way for you to be able to communicate a question or a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that number is for texting only, 720-336-0897. And if we have time between calls, we'll we'll go to the text line and take those uh, questions and those prayer requests. But I'd love to talk to you. This is really your show. And this is also not only answering questions, but just encouraging everybody who's listening. Uh, uh, we want to welcome you on the Grace FM uh, radio network. As I've, I've already said hello to you guys all along the Front Range in Colorado, up in the southern Wyoming. And also those of you who are listening live on the Radio by Grace uh, network and so many stations, I believe 77, across the nation, uh, you too can give me a call at that number I just gave to you. All open lines, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And then I want to welcome all those who are listening online from the four corners of the nation, even international listeners. If you're listening overseas, welcome. So glad that technology connects us together. Uh, but if you're in the United States, you can call it 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. So grab one of those open lines. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. But I do want to give a shout-out to Hope FM and Truth FM, you guys on the East Coast listening. You are a week delayed. That sim- simply means that you get to call and talk to me, and then you'll listen to the program a week later. And then also hire Rock Radio 
uh, up in Idaho. So such a blessing to be with you on Calvary Live, such a tremendous uh, program, because there's a lot of talk uh, radio that's out there, but this is the radio program, uh, the hour that we get to talk about the Lord. We get to go to the Word of God. We get to pray for one another. So consider calling me. Again, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to talk to me today. And let's go to Laura in Denver. Laura? Hi, Laura. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you very much for taking my call. I hope you're well. I am. I hope you're well. I am. Thank you. I'm a little nervous. I'm actually calling for a prayer. I am a teacher. I have been for 20 years, and I am interviewing for a new position of leadership and also teaching, and I just need prayer that it's God's will. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to pray with you. Got a heart. I'm so grateful. I just want to encourage you too, Laura. I'm very grateful for for Christians that are teaching in the schools, uh, whether it's in the, you know, charter schools, public schools, uh, private schools. Uh, To have you guys there as a light is such a tremendous need. And um, I pray for you constantly. And one of the reasons is, is because my son, my youngest one, is going to be graduating this May. He's doing his student teaching right now oh. uh, here here in Greeley. And um, he's he's enjoying it. He knows it's going to be a challenge. And uh, he's in music education. And uh, he's at the local high school teaching right now, just learning a lot. And uh, we're just encouraging him and really praying for him. But also, we have a number of teachers here that go to our church and I'm just so grateful for them. And I know it's not easy for you guys. It's not easy being in any profession anymore. Uh, but I'm very grateful that you're there. And we certainly want to pray for you in this new position that you're applying to. So thank you for thank calling. You. And and it's it's a privilege to pray for you. So, Father, we thank you for Laura. We thank you for her 20 years of teaching and being a light and being a blessing to those kids. And, Lord, light is seen. It's not always heard, but it's seen. And I pray that um, that as she continues to be that light, that people, the students, others, see the reality of Jesus in her. That, Lord, that you would just guide her and direct her in this new position, if it's your will, uh, that she would be able to move forward in it. And, Lord, that uh, she can trust that you're working in her life and that you would guide her and direct her in every way. And as she interviews, as she... Uh, considers this, that you would speak through her, that you would just um, give her a peace that rules in her heart uh, in moving forward, and Lord, that you would bless her. Um, So we just, I I thank you for her. I thank you for all the teachers, I really do, that are in the schools, that are so needed, and I thank you for the light they are to the kids. So I just pray for your uh, strength and for your endurance and wisdom given to Laura and to all the teachers that are listening right now. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. You bet, Laura. Yeah. Thanks Have for calling. Afternoon. All right. Thank you. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. You know, those of you who are in the schools, those of you who are in the medical field, those of you who are in law enforcement and first responders, those of you who are mechanics, and, and those of you who are in every area of life, your workplace is, is your mission field. And one of the things that we've talked about, and I just need to get it done, 
is when I tell our congregation all the time, when you're leaving, you're going into your mission field in the places that you live, the places that you work, um, you're a realtor, you, you work in retail, in restaurants, you have opportunity to be a light and very grateful uh, that God places us in different uh, positions and in different businesses and in the public. And and uh, we need to pray for each other. We need to lift each other up because it is hard. It's difficult to navigate sometimes. We need wisdom. We need endurance. But God wants to use you. And I just want to encourage you in that for all of us who are out in the world to be a light in the world and, and to be a testimony of the reality of Jesus him working in our lives, his love overflowing for us, from us and giving the truth in love and just have an opportunity to be able to share uh, the gospel when that opens up and be able to share the truth of God's word. So continue to be that light. 303-690-3000, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you today. And so blessed to be with you. The text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Fort Morgan, Maryland. Maryland? Yes. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. Thank you for calling. Well, thank you. What a blessing to be able to ask you and your listeners to pray for my granddaughter. She is being uh, released from a mental hospital in the Denver area tomorrow, uh, suffering from anger and depression. She's only 13 and a half years old. Her parents have gone through a terrible divorce, and we know what a toll that takes on children. But when she's released, well, she's going to come to Grandma and Grandpa's for a little while. And I just ask for prayer, for wisdom, Pastor. I know that the only answer to these things is Jesus and biblical principles. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I realize the most important thing in life is that your children and your grandchildren know the Lord as Savior and serve Him. And that's my heart's desire. Yeah, and absolutely, we're going to pray for your granddaughter, and we're going to pray for you that you'll be able to minister the love of Jesus Christ to her. And, you know, the things that you were saying about family and leaving that godly inheritance, um, it comes on the heels of this afternoon as I was studying. Um, We're going through the book of Philippians, and Paul mentions Timothy. And Paul says he's a son in the faith, and uh, his faithful service and sacrifice. But uh, I, I think of the words that Paul wrote to Timothy in his last letter, um, and he says that Timothy had uh, a, a godly mother and grandmother that gave him the Scriptures. Their faith was genuine, and you must continue in the Scriptures which they learned from childhood. And I just want to encourage you that as a grandmother and as your your husband, your grandfather, that you have opportunity to have great godly influence to your granddaughter. She is angry, and um, she's, you know, depressed, but the Lord is the answer to those things. Yes. And to yes. give give her hope. And you yes. have opportunity to do that in every way. And you don't understand everything. I don't understand everything. But you do understand this, that Jesus is the answer. And yes. the Word of God. And that's what I want to encourage you in. Um, that there's always hope in Christ. And um, yeah. I'm, you know, I just, I got a heart for us as parents and grandparents to minister to our kids the truth of the Lord and, and the, you know, to be able to leave that godly legacy and 
because we know that it's hard out there for them in the world and um and it's it's difficult so father i just pray for marilyn i thank you that she called and lord i just pray that as her granddaughter is going to be uh, taken out of of where she's at um and be able to go and live with with them for a little bit her grandmother and grandfather that lord that you give marilyn and her husband just just give them wisdom give them patience give them strength lord endurance and i pray that you would help them speak words of truth and comfort into her life that lord we know that you love marilyn's granddaughter and there is hope for her and there is peace to be given to her in truth. And I just pray that she would fully in, embrace the gospel, that there would be healing in her life from um, seeing her parents go through a very terrible divorce, that the anger would be put aside, that the depression would go away. And Lord, that you would fill her heart with joy unspeakable and give her peace that passes understanding to understand that you have a plan for her that you have a plan for her for good and Lord, that there's hope in Christ and that you would just place that truth in her heart. And Lord, we just pray that you would show yourself strong on behalf of this young girl in every way. And for Marilyn and her husband, as they minister to their granddaughter. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, pastor. I just love the ministry of Calvary Chapel. Thank you. You you bet. We'll be praying for you, okay? You. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's hard raising children and and seeing what our young people are going through. Uh, It reminds me so much of of Daniel taken off into captivity. And, you know, Babylon's trying to take our kids captive. And the enemy's working overtime. And, And please pray for your kids. Make sure that they're going somewhere where they're they're getting the Word of God, you give them the Word of God, uh, because we're given the responsibility as parents to raise our children in the ways of the Lord, but we know that there's a lot of pulls on them, and there's a lot of uh, temptation that they go through, and all the things that, uh, that you know, come into their lives, and uh, the social media, and the pressures, and culture, and all of this— uh, give them the Word of God. Give them the love of Jesus Christ. And for those of you who have children and grandchildren that are prodigal, you keep praying for them, and you keep praying that they'll come home and don't stop praying. And we want to pray for you today. So if you have any prayer needs, we've been praying for people, and that's what the show is to be today. That is what God has for us, and, and we want to pray for you. And uh, give us a call. And when somebody hangs up, there's always an open line. And so 303-690-3000 is that call-in number as we continue to just take calls, continue to minister, uh, continue to encourage people. We're going to go to South Carolina, to Joe. Joe? Hi, hi Pastor. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you for calling. Thank you, sir. I'm calling not for myself, but for a friend of mine. I'm trying to get some advice. He, He has... I've been getting really bad anxiety attacks, and I brought him to the Lord, and he did accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And I tried explaining to him that he needs to read Ephesians, and he needs to read Romans. And I explained to him, if he reads Ephesians, he'll learn about the armor of God to put it on, to protect himself. 
and to read right. Romans to get a better idea of being born again, what it means. Uh, is there anything right. else I should try to bring? I, I don't want to overwhelm them, you know. Uh, yeah. And I told them about praying every morning and every night, you know. Yeah, those when, those are good things, good references. A couple things that you can continue to minister to, because a lot of people have anxiety right now. A lot of people are just anxious, and they're fretting, and they're confused, and they're upset. And one of the things that um, that we are pointing out, we just started the Book of Philippians, and in the Book of Philippians, we just started week one, the first six verses, that Paul is writing this letter from from Phil, um, from Rome. He's in prison. It's one of the prison epistles. And Joe, I did a little background uh, for the people, not to bore them with a lot of biblical history, but what led up to Paul writing that letter. And Paul, he went to Jerusalem at the end of his third missionary journey, and he ended up getting arrested there in Jerusalem. Uh, He was, um, the whole city rioted against him. And Paul was an amazing individual. It seemed like there was either revival or there was a rioting that that centered around Paul's ministry. Uh, On his first one, uh, missionary journey in Lystra, uh, when we know in Corinth, uh, in Ephesus, on his third missionary journey, he writes to the church at Corinth in his second letter. He says that when we came out of Asia, we were pressed beyond measure. We were despaired of life. He was saying we were just really going through it. It was so difficult. And he goes to Jerusalem, and he gets arrested there as the city rioted around Paul. They thought he had taken uh, some Gentiles to the temple. And it begins this legal nightmare. Two years in Caesarea, uh, the, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Uh, the, you know, the governor Festus and Felix, they, they don't have any answers for him. He finally goes before Agrippa, as you read the book of Acts, uh, there in the amphitheater. And Paul, being a Roman citizen, he appeals to Caesar. He goes on a boat, on a voyage. Uh, he ends up being shipwrecked in Malta. And you may be familiar with all this going through the book of Acts. He gets bit by a poisonous snake. He makes it to Rome, and he's under house arrest, waiting to go on trial before the emperor. Now, the emperor at that time was Caesar Nero, and Caesar Nero was a cruel man. He hated Christians. He tortured Christians. He burnt them at the stake. Uh, He put many to death. He burnt the city of Rome down, and he blamed it on the Christians. And here he is. He's in prison. He's under house arrest 24-7, chained to a Roman guard, and he takes pen to parchment, and he begins to write that prison epistle of Philippians, and the whole theme is joy, and joy in the Lord. And he uses that word joy, rejoicing, 19 times in four chapters. And what really presses upon my heart, Joe, is that if there was any anyone who had reason to murmur and complain and really just cry out about a situation and be anxious and fretting, he doesn't know what's going to happen when he goes before Nero. He doesn't know if he's going to lose his life or he's going to be set free. He makes that very clear in chapter 1. But he begins to write about joy. He begins to write about being thankful. And one of the things that we see right off the bat in Philippians is, as Paul says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, and always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. 
is to have a thankful heart. And I think that's a real key for us as Christians. It's something for me that I need to remember, because if I don't have a thankful heart, I'm not going to have a joyous heart. And we know, Joe, that that joy is something as much richer and deeper than happiness. Happiness is dependent upon circumstances. And what we hear oftentimes in the church today is God just wants you to be happy, popular ministries. God wants you just to be happy. Well, you know, I'm all for happiness, but happiness is dependent upon circumstances. And the Lord wants to give us something much deeper and richer, and that is joy, just a sense of calmness and peace and assurance that God is working, that he is with us, a peace in our hearts that passes understanding. And he writes about that in the book of Philippians. So all that to say, Joe, he might want to read the book of Philippians. Just go through it. And here is Paul. He's not murmuring. He's not complaining. He's thankful. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice in chapter 4. And let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Um, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, who surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And finally, brethren, whatever things are true and whatever things are noble and whatever things are just and whatever things are pure and whatever things are lovely and whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So Paul says this, you don't have to be anxious for nothing, but pray about everything. Do it with thanksgiving, and the promise is that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. A lot of times we want understanding. The Lord says, I'm going to give you something better. I'm going to give you a peace that passes understanding, that will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then he says, meditate on these things, which are true and noble and pure and lovely and of good report. And it's important what it is that we meditate on. The Word of God, just as you have told him, you know, to study Ephesians, to study Romans, um, but also a good book to study when we're anxious or feeling down or discouraged is the Psalms. I always find myself going back to the Psalms and and finding comfort in the Psalms. So you're on the right track. Um, continue to minister to him that God wants to give him a peace that passes understanding, to pray about everything with thanksgiving, and to know that we're to rejoice in the Lord always and find comfort through the Scriptures. So hopefully that helps, Joe. Absolutely. And Pastor, you hit it right on the knob. <laughs> you got it perfect. I appreciate it so much. I really would yep. like for you to pray for him. His name is Brian, and I really know he needs God's help at this point. And I've been trying, yep. and, you know, like I said, I did bring him to the Lord, but he's a new Christian, and he's got a lot to learn yet. Absolutely. So, Father, we pray for Brian, and thank you for Joe, bringing Joe into his life and bringing him the gospel. And, Lord, now that he's come to the gospel, uh, that you would work, that you work in his heart and in his life and bringing that peace that passes understanding, that, Lord, he's feeling anxious that he would go to you, he would go with thanksgiving, that he would find comfort in your word, that he would meditate on truth, that you would help him to put on the whole armor of God, that he would understand this, that you love him and your promises are true, and he always has reason to be thankful in everything, as Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica, because, Lord, you're there, you're with us, 
you're traveling with us. You promise you'll never leave us as orphans. And Lord, I just pray that you'd work in Brian in his heart and strengthen him, grow her, him, just mature him, and give him that peace that only you can truly give. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. God bless you. You bet, Joe. Thank you. Bye-bye. You, you bet, absolutely. It can be a very anxious time, confusing time. We need the Lord more than ever. Hey, I believe, let's see, we got an open line. Again, when somebody hangs up, we got an open line. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number here on Calvary Live on this Monday, the 13th of February. The text line is 720-336-0897. So I'd love for you to use that resource. Always remember that the text line is a 24-7 uh, prayer line that you can text in a prayer request anytime. And the prayer team and the pastoral staff at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, uh, will be praying for you. And I think that's just a wonderful resource and a, a good thing for you um, to be able to send that text in and know that people are praying for you. But if we have time in the show, as we continue on, uh, then we'll go to the text line. So we're going to continue with the phone lines. Uh, let's go to Na- uh, Naya. In Aurora, Naya? Oh, yes, this is me. <laughs> hey, you're on Calvary Live. How oh, are yeah, you? Thank thanks you. Th- thanks thank for you holding. Call. I'm doing well. <laughs> thank you. Sometimes, you know, when you're holding, we kind of surprise you, don't we? <laughs> oh, right. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I mean, I was, but I didn't know it was next. Oh, thank you for the call, sir. Uh, well, thank you for quick... calling. Yes, sir. Um, just a quick question. Uh, we were doing some uh, Bible study with my crew, uh, which is amazing. I, I interpret for the deaf ministry for deaf and hard of hearing. And so we had a question um, that I did was in prayer about because I wanted to know uh, what the Bible said about it. Because there is a scripture they asked um, when Paul says, you know, you're absent from the body but present with the Lord. Um, does that mean right when you pass away, does your spirit go straight to God? Or it goes in a sleep mode, as it does reference in Second Thessalonians chapter four, where it does say that when Jesus comes back, all who are asleep will rise first. So the question was, you know, do we go in this kind of like holding yeah. period in a sleep mode, our spirit, and then when Jesus comes back to reign, we will rise up with Him? Or the question was, do we just go straight to the Lord? Based off yeah, of the very good, very good question, and. And people get confused about this because when we talk about the resurrection, which he's writing about in chapter 5, he says, for we who are in this tent grown, being burdened. Um, you know, he, he's following up 1 Corinthians chapter 15, which speaks about the resurrection, that, you know, that um, that because Jesus rose from the grave, that we have the promise that our bodies will be raised from the grave. Here's the thing about the resurrection. It's speaking of our bodies, that our bodies will sleep, but not our souls. There's two different things. So Paul makes it very clear. He wants us to understand that we are confident and to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So when we take our last breath, when we close our eyes, and, and we're done here, our heart stops, that we immediately go to be with the Lord. Now, at the time of the rapture of the church, First Thessalonians chapter 4, Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that's where Paul says that we shall not all sleep, um, that not everyone's going to die, 
but in a moment in twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the dead in Christ will be uh, raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. And we know that um, Paul writes to the church of Thessalonica that the dead in Christ will raise, rise first. There has been a false doctrine that goes around um, some circles of Christianity, Seventh-day Adventists, that say that we go into soul sleep um, until the rapture of the church. That's not what the Bible teaches. Our bodies sleep. And, you know, I've done many, many uh, gravesides uh, where we put the body in the ground. At the time of the rapture, the sound of the trumpet, then we will see that th- that body will be raised incorruptible to meet our spirit. But to be absent from the bodies is to be present with the Lord. So, Naya, you hear the music. If you want to hang on or if that answers it, just let the um, the um, the host there know and we can continue on. But we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday afternoon. I pray that you are well and glad you tuned in the second half. We've had a great first half of the show. Lots of calls, prayers, good questions, and we're going to go back uh, to Naya and finish up with her. Uh, Naya, are you there? I am. So anyway, sorry we got cut off. It kind of snuck up on me, the break and stuff, but uh, to be absent from the body, our spirit goes to be with the Lord, and then at the rapture of the church, that's when our bodies that have been sleeping, that's when it will be joined to our soul, and we'll have new heavenly bodies. Okay, so there's because I, I was thinking that you know, you have your body, your soul, and your spirit. So that's not, or is it soul and spirit is the same? Well, soul and spirit in the scripture sometimes is used interchangeably. Okay. I kind of see it: the body is your flesh and bones, you know, um, and our bodies wear out, and that's what Paul's writing about in Second Corinthians chapter four. He says um, that you know we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with their habitation which is from heaven, is talking about our new heavenly bodies. The older I get, uh, the more that I groan. (laughs) And, you know, our bodies do get older, and they wear out eventually. They're temporary. And then um, we have spirit, that's the real us. And then our soul oftentimes is is likened to the emotion, um, our our thoughts. Uh, That's where the enemy really likes to come in and mess with our minds. He's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night. But as I said, sometimes it gets used interchangeably. For example, in Psalm 16, David says, as he's speaking about the resurrection of Jesus, he says, you will not leave my soul in corruption. Uh, You will not leave the Holy One in corruption. Um, So, the body is is the body. The spirit will go up to be with Jesus as soon as we are, you know, are finish our lives here. 
and we go immediately. We don't have to wait to the rapture of the church to be with the Lord. And then at the rapture of the church, our bodies will be resurrected, and that which is corruptible will be incorruptible, that which is mortal will be immortal, and we'll have new heavenly bodies that will last for all eternity. So um, that's where people, I think, get confused, and I think that's where out of you know that confusion comes false doctrine of soul sleep. And, and we know we can back it up from Scripture, Naya, because Jesus said to the thief on the cross, you remember um, mm-hmm. that he said, before the sun is set, you'll be with me in paradise, right? So he, he didn't say you'll be going into soul sleep for 2,000 years. You can go to Luke chapter 16, where Jesus tells the story of Lazarus and the rich man that both died. Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom, and the rich man ended up in the place of the unrighteous dead. They were speaking. They knew what was going on. They recognized each other. And it is not a parable, I don't think, in in Luke chapter 16. That's a story, an account that Jesus is giving, because none of his parables does he name anyone. So we have that account there as well. And then Paul, when he's writing to the Philippian believers, he would say, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to me, whether I'm going to be put to death by Caesar Nero, he's waiting to go on trial, or I'm going to be released. But for me to die is gain. And he gives every indication that he would go home to be with the Lord. And uh, even in Second Timothy chapter 3, that my departure's at hand, he was departing. He was going to go home to be with the Lord. So I think that Scripture backs up what Paul writes about in Second Corinthians chapter 5, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay. And then one more thing, and that's including to uh, Genesis chapter 4, when um, God told uh, Cain that, you know, your brother's blood is crying out from the ground. Um, I think it says soul. I can't remember. But that's kind of, I mean, that reference, is that something different? Because I know God said, I hear your brother's blood crying out from the ground. I guess he's probably a metaphor because you killed him. Do you think that's kind of... Yeah, I think it is. And I think it is. You know, it's kind of like, I know what you did. (laughs) And... um, and you you're, you didn't get away from it, and so I think that's pretty much the gist of that. What is is being said there? Okay. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you for clarifying. Thank you, thank you for you calling. I appreciate you it. <laughs> you bet. Absolutely. God bless you. You too. Have a blessed day. Bye. Uh huh. Bye bye. Good questions. I love it when people are reading their Bibles and you know being able to call and keep studying your scriptures and. And uh, so wonderful. God's word is so good. Let's see. Let's see where we're at. Let's go to Zan in Philly. Zan, are you there? Zan has been waiting. Zan, are you there? You want to to pray for a friend that's dealing with the loss of a loved one? Okay. Zan, you know, I don't know if you're listening from Philadelphia, but I do want to take the time to pray for you. And um, so let's do that. I do pray for Zan as she's called from Philadelphia. uh, uh, And we just pray that uh, you would just help her friend that's dealing with the loss of a loved one. And grief is very, very difficult. And uh, it's a long journey and a hard journey. So I pray that uh, you know who this friend is. Um, You know what she's going through, uh, the difficulties, the sadness, the sorrow that she's going through and just Give her strength, Lord. Give her comfort, because you're the God of comfort 
who comforts us in all of our tribulations. And, uh, and Lord, you're the one that comforts us in all of our losses. And you're the one that, that brings us beside the still waters and when we need that. So I just pray that you would do that uh, for Zan's friend. I thank you for her calling and, and caring for her friend. And I pray that you be with Zan to be able to minister to her friend um, in, in helping uh, just bring some comfort. And, and we are to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice and just being there as a friend. Uh, and I just pray that you bless her as well in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe that we have a couple open lines, so give me a call. Love to talk with you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. I wanted to give a real quick uh, announcement uh, here at Calvary Greeley. Uh, we started a new book on Sunday, and it was such a tremendous blessing just opening up the book of Philippians. In the book of Philippians, the theme is joy. Uh, Paul writes that letter from prison. There's a lot of fondness that is there. Um, it was a very special church to Paul. They supported him financially. So Epaphroditus comes from Philippi. He comes to tell Paul of the affairs of the church, to bring support, to minister to his needs. And Paul's very thankful for that. And he says, I'm thankful upon every remembrance of you for the fellowship that we've had since day one that he started the church, the first church that was established on the continent of Europe on that second missionary journey. And, and, and so Paul's just writing to um, the church and he's writing to them about unity uh, that comes through humility and being a light to this world and, and um, about rejoicing the Lord and joy. And so come join us. It's a wonderful study. And love to see you come out to Calvary Greeley, those of you in northern Colorado. Uh, you can check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G. And also you can listen to online if you can't make it or anywhere in the nation that you may be interested in listening to the teachings. You can download our app, Calvary Chapel Greeley, and on your smartphones or on your tablets. Uh, the website you can go to and listen to those studies um, we just finished Galatians. So many people said they were so blessed by that study in Galatians as Paul's defending and de- and defining the gospel of grace and how it is that we walk in grace. And uh, so calvarychapelgreeley.org or download our free app, Calvary Chapel Greeley. And again, if you're in northern Colorado, I'd love to serve you and your family. 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock is our service times. In the meantime, we got an open line. Let me give you that number again, 303-690-3000. And let's go to Logan in New Mexico. Logan. Logan, you there? Logan, give me a call. Give me a call back. You're asking a question about a Chris... Daphne, and um, love to just talk to you. So give me a call. In the meantime, let's go to Melissa in Denver. Hi there. Melissa, how are you? Hello, thank you for taking my call. You are welcome. Thank you for calling. Hey, I was just curious. Um, I understand the Lenten season is a time of somber and reflecting on Christ's death and what he did for us on the cross. And I just had some things come up with some of my Christian and or Catholic and Lutheran friends talking about how they're not 
supposed to use the words hallelujah or gloria and it's omitted from their services and I'm just struggling with a lot of this. I was raised Lutheran, but I've just been searching the scriptures, and I can't find anything in the scriptures about, you know, having this. Having this, is it is it scriptural? Is it just a doctrine or a man-made, man-made thing where we do this kind of stuff? Because I know they're saved. I know they love the Lord, but 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 then there's that. So it does. This has a I don't know a concern. Well, when you're speaking about Lent, it is um, Lent is a period you said kind of mourning or whatever. I grew up in the Catholic Church, so I, I remember it very well. Um, I remember many, many years of you know we were told that you were to do certain fasting on Friday during the time of Lent. Um, I grew up eating a lot of tater tots and uh, fish sticks because uh, we couldn't eat meat. And I always wonder what what that was all about, but it was a it's a period of fasting or moderation, self denial. We were supposed to give something up for Lent, um, and it's not just observed by Catholics, but also by some Protestant denominations. And it begins with Ash Wednesday. It ends with Easter Sunday, and it was established Lent really around the fourth century. Um, and it was uh, as 46 days or 40 days, not counting Sundays, um, that that's the period of Lent and where they were to give up a particular food or habit. And um, oftentimes people say, well, I'm not going to smoke or I'm not going to drink or whatever, watch these TV shows. Um, and I think the intent may have been, um, you know, the intent of of trying to remind ourselves the value of repentance um, and uh, it was uh, supposed to reflect maybe perhaps Old Testament uh, repentance and sackcloth and ashes that you see there. That was the intent, um, but it's it's more sacramental um, value than anything. I mean, you can do anything. You can fast. You can give up something, but if it's just a religious activity, uh, it, it doesn't really have a lot of bearing to the Lord. And I think that's where um, I think that if we need to give up something, we need to give up something right away, not just for a period of time. Well, I'll give up that thing, um, you know, at Lent. If we need to repent of something, we need to repent of it. And fasting can be a good thing. And God is pleased when we repent from sinful habits. Um, And there's nothing wrong with setting aside time to focus on that, but um, it's something that we should do every day of the year, not just during the 40 days or 46 days of Lent. Uh, So it's more of a tradition um, that um, the Catholic Church and some Protestant churches um, have picked up and and through the centuries. Okay, so I'm not going to—I think I'm just going to go right ahead and continue to say my hallelujahs and glorias and have the Lord speak to me on what He wants me to give up out of my life. yeah, I I don't understand the Alleluia, you know, it's like Alleluia, you know, um, you know, praising the Lord. And, um, you know, we are to give glory to him. We're to magnify him. So I'm not sure what that's all about. Um, but, you know, Alleluia, Lord, just, um, you know, some of those old hymns that, that have Alleluia, uh, even some of the beginning 
uh, contemporary songs. I remember when I first got saved, singing Alleluia, uh, what we read in the Psalms. There's nothing wrong with that, and um, why they would be omitted or, uh, you know, to to glorify the Lord and to magnify the Lord in in our worship and our expression of worship to Him. I believe is pleasing to the Lord. Okay, well, thank you so very much. I appreciate your time and your explanation. You bet, and thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Okay, God bless you. Uh Uh-huh. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Love for you to call. Let's go to Deborah and Highlands Ranch. Hi, Hi, Deborah. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thank you, and thank you for the show. I listen to you guys all the time, and I'm very blessed that you guys are able to be on the air. Um, I have a quick question as far as uh, the prior woman that had called in um, that was talking about uh, our bodies being reunited with our souls and spirit at the time of rapture. Um, What happens with uh, that in regards to bodies that have been cremated? Well, cremation is just speeding up the process, you know, our bodies go to the ground to dust. It goes to dust, is what the Bible says. So it really just speeds up the process. But, you know, you have Christians that were burnt at the stake, um, mm-hmm. you know, that were martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ. God knows where every cell is, every molecule is. He knows where everything is. And they'll, they'll, be, they'll be raptured. They'll be, um, you know, resurrected their bodies because you know those christians that have gone into the ground you know they've decayed and Mm -hmm. that's one of the questions people ask because the resurrection is such a incredible thing when you think about it you know how does it all work because somebody who died a thousand years ago a christian even put into the ground you know they didn't always have boxes or you had you know mass graves or something Mm -hmm. or whatever it may have been and they decay in the ground. It, you know, um, we know that to be true, but God resurrects all that. He knows where every molecule is. He knows where every, you know, piece is, every dust is, every every bit of it is at. So it gets resurrected. Well, praise God for that. That's exciting. <laughs> but, you know, right, you're well- asking, Deborah, you're asking kind of an important question because— Oftentimes I'll get a call on the radio uh, and people are asking, can I be cremated? And they've been told by, you know, a religious leader or somebody that, well, you shouldn't be cremated because you, you won't go to heaven. Or that's mm-hmm. kind of the the gist of what they're told. And it's, it's not what you do before, first of all, um, you know, it's what decision you make before you die, not after you die. And it isn't like you're cremated, your family has you cremated, and most people are today, that a lot of people are cremated because of the cost, the cost of burial and everything else. So they want peace, and you know, all of a sudden somebody tells them, well, you had your spouse or your family member cremated, that's not good. Can you imagine somebody going to heaven and the Lord said, oh, sorry, your family had you cremated, you, get, you know, you can't be here. That's ridiculous. So the thing is, is it's appointed once for man to die, then the judgment. And whether we're cremated, it just speeds up the process of what nature does. 
and um, and there's nothing in the Bible that prohibits it. So, and God will resurrect it because He knows where everything is. And then also, you know, even like Revelation chapter twenty speaks about those of the dead in the sea, those who drowned in the sea that uh, were there. He's going to resurrect them as well. So God knows where it all is. He knows where every atom is, and He holds it all in His hands, as Colossians says. You know, He holds it all together. And um, he knows where our bodies are, and, and even when it's decayed. So hopefully that helps. That is great news. I had my son. My son wanted to be cremated, and um, people have told me that he. I won't see him in heaven. I just didn't believe that. I, I was like, I can't wrap my brain around a God like that. So it's good That's news. And cruel. thank you so much for taking my call and clarifying that for me. Yeah, be comforted that those thank who are you. in Christ are with Christ. Okay, don't let anybody say that and it's like where in the bible does it say it it doesn't say that and um and so we can have comfort in those things and uh, anyway so thanks for calling deborah god bless Thank you, you so okay much. you bet absolutely hey we got a couple open lines 303-690-3000 we'll try to get a couple more calls in so if you want to grab one of those open lines um kathy actually um is kathy on the line or she didn't okay she asked the question she had called and um she's making a reference to Kathy you're making a reference to i believe Mark's gospel when Jesus was being arrested who was the man that the soldiers grabbed and he ran away naked um when Jesus was in the garden when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus Mark inserts this little um bit of information that's only in Mark's gospel, I believe, I'm, I'm sure that, that they grabbed one of the uh, young man robe and he wiggled out and ran away. It's the first streaker in the Bible that we have. Uh, who is it? The Bible doesn't say who it is, but Kathy, if you're listening there in Georgia, that there are some that have suggested, and we don't know for sure, but some have suggested that that was John Mark, the one who wrote the Gospel of Mark, and he kind of inserts that because he's the only one that that writes about that, that John Mark uh, was the one that wiggled out of his clothes and ran away from the soldiers. And also, this is of interest, and, you know, again, this is speculation, but it's something that I think of, uh, that's kind of interesting to think about, uh, because the Bible doesn't say the rich young ruler that came to Jesus, you recall that Jesus said, come and follow me, give up everything, and he went away sorrowful. And some have suggested that perhaps that John Mark uh, was the rich young ruler, um, that he was following Jesus at a distance and was kind of there, you know, uh, kind of interested in all that. So maybe perhaps uh, that uh, John Mark was the rich young ruler. Again, there's the Bible doesn't say, but it's just some thoughts, some interesting speculation um, that you can look at that. And uh, John Mark, of course, was one that traveled with Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey and then separated from them when um, halfway during the missionary journey for whatever reason, and it doesn't say went back to Jerusalem. And then on the second missionary journey, Barnabas said, okay, Let's travel together, Paul. Let's go back to the churches of Galatia. Let's check on them. I'll go get John Mark. And Paul said, no, you're not. And whatever happened, the reason John Mark left, Paul said, you're not going to go. 
Some have speculated that John Mark was afraid that he went home during that time. Uh, we don't know. Again, the Bible's silent on it, but it could also be that John Mark was just dealing with, you know, he was one of those Judaizers. The church church was struggling with, here's Paul. He's he's preaching his Christ alone, his faith alone. Um, you don't have to be circumcised. You don't have to keep the law of Moses. So that could have been one of the reasons. So all these things that we look at as you read the scriptures, it'll be interesting to talk to John Mark when we get to heaven to say, was that you <laughs> that was in the garden there? Were you the rich young ruler? Uh, why did you leave that first missionary journey? And um, and he'll be able to to tell us clearly what the Bible does not clear clearly tell us. So I find those things to be interesting. Hey, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Rena. Rena. Sorry, Rena. Hi. How are you? Jeff, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm good. Good. Thanks for calling. I just, um, I'm in a period of my life um, where I have a desire to be married um, and I have a desire to have some friends. I haven't really had any close friends. I find myself going through the motions of, you know, just going to work and coming home. And it's getting very lonely. Yeah. So, um, I've prayed. Yeah. I've asked God to uh, intervene for my desires of my heart, and it just doesn't seem like He's listening. He's listening. He's listening. And here's the thing, Raina, and are you, do you go to a church? Are you in fellowship? I do. I do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and you know, it's sometimes even going to a church it's hard to have you know, to develop those relationships or, you know, people your age, um, to, you know, um if you know, God knows your heart and the desire that you have. And you're in a place of waiting right now. And you can trust in the Lord in, in that. And it's not a bad desire to want to be married. Um, it's a desire that God puts into your heart. And as you go to him and cast your cares upon him, know that he cares for you and he, that he's listening. And that period of waiting can be so difficult, can it? And, you know, to have friends, I think, is, is important. Um, when I was young... Uh, I remember, uh, because I'm old now, but I remember I lived, I went to work, I came home. I lived in a little cabin in Colorado on 20 acres. I I didn't really have any friends. I didn't really know anybody. And I waited years and years, and I just was in that place where I just waited for the Lord, and I was growing in the Lord. And then finally one day, you know, the Lord brought somebody into my life, uh, but I was almost 30 years old. And and it was worth the wait and trusting in Him. And I know that young people sometimes, the hardest thing is what you described as being lonely. And I, re- I remember those lonely days of just, you know, not seeing anybody on the weekends, not having friends, um, just kind of wondering, Lord, do you see me? Do you hear me? Do you, do you know what my desires are? And he sees you, and he hears you, and he knows your heart, and you keep trusting in him and resting in what he's doing. And I'm going to pray for you that the Lord just, 
you know, brings you that, that person as you wait on him. But keep keep going to church, be in a place with the brethren, you know, and 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 just keep looking to him and, and maybe there's some Bible studies. I don't know where you go, you know. And um and and you can just trust that the Lord's gonna bring a good friend or bring that man into your life um at the right time. And and um just just to to rest in what he's doing and trusting in him. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Raina, I pray for her. I just pray that Lord that you would just help her and um she feels alone. It can be very lonely being single. And Lord, um she's in fellowship, but Lord, I pray that she would just be able to make some good friends and um, to be able to, to have somebody to talk to and uh, somebody to be encouraged by. But, Lord, I also, she has a desire to be married. But, Lord, you put that desire in the hearts of of people, that, Lord, that she would wait on you and trust in you. And, Lord, as she goes to work and she comes home, it it's, can feel so mundane. But, Lord, that you would just press upon her to, Lord, maybe... Um, join a Bible study or serve in some way, whatever it is, you know her circumstances. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just bring that that godly man at the right time, that she would wait on you and trust in you because you want the very best for her and you want the very best for all of us in our lives. And so, Lord, uh, I just pray for you to work in a wonderful, incredible way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You bet, Raina. I'm going to be praying for you. Okay, thank you. Okay, I know it's hard. It's hard. Those of you who are young, listen, it's hard when you're lonely, but the Lord is with you and he's traveling with you. Just trust in him, look to him and everything. Wow, the show's over. What a, It went by quick. I'll be back tomorrow at the same time. If you want to call in or maybe... Uh, send in a text. Please do so. We'll pick it up tomorrow at the same time. God bless you. In the meantime, have a wonderful evening in the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.